Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Centered, Committed, Confident, a podcast dedicated to helping you center your life on Christ, commit yourself to discipleship, and become more confident in the Word of God. My name is Cody Rogers. I'm Regan Erickson. And I'm Hannah Erickson. And today we are talking about devotions again, starting the second episode in our series on all things devotions. Um, let's see, last week we talked about what? What are devotions? Like, and we argued over quiet time versus devotions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't feel like we argued, but a couple of our listeners said like, oh, it's so fun to hear you guys argue about that. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't know how to respond. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, so that was that was the general setup. But now we're starting to get into the meat of it, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like this episode will be more helpful in general to anyone listening, particularly um, if you if your interest has been sort of peaked in the last episode. One of the things I talked about in the last episode was um, I didn't really have much experience with devotions, and so I imagine there's some of you in that boat this time around. And if there are, this episode is to help you um, identify what to do. And, and here's how I want to lay out the, the episode today. Um, the, the title of it is, What Should Your Devotions Contain? And that's what we're going to cover is we're not going to dive too much into our personal devotions yet. That's actually coming the next episode. We'll, we'll talk about our personal devotions then. But really, we're going to lay a groundwork of um, the things, like if you were to write a list, the things that a devotion should contain in it. Um, I have some thoughts on even using that language, but anything you guys want to chime in right off the bat as we get this conversation started? No, I'm good with it. You good? Defin- definition is fine for you? Yeah. Okay. We argued about the definition before we started of should, using the word should or things like that. So, But, but we're good here. This is a... Um, here, let me start with this illustration. Um, I'm a worship leader, and the Bible says a lot about worship. Is it my responsibility every single Sunday to have every single aspect of worship contained in our Sunday morning service? The answer is no, right? Like, um, not in one Sunday service, we don't have weeping and clapping and dancing and clashing of cymbals and shouting of trumpets and all the other things that mm-hmm. that are in worship, right? So am I failing as a worship leader if I don't do those every single Sunday morning? Yes. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Thanks a lot. No. You can even let it no, pause for a second. It was like, yeah. yes, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but I, I, I want to lay the foundation of that's how we should view what we're about to say is that um, your devotion for the day does not necessarily have to contain all of these things, Mm -hmm. but just like um, myself as a worship leader, I want to look at my worship sets and the worship nights of worship and all the other things and look at what opportunities did I give people to have these moments. And so I want to make sure I have a healthy ministry by saying, yes, there was times that people could get on their knees in prayer. There were times that people could dance. There were times that people sang. There were times of repentance. Like, and so holistically, I want to see that our worship contains all of those things. Um, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because that means holistically, your devotions should contain all these mm-hmm. things over the course of a set amount of time that's not a biblical amount of time, right? Just in general, like over the, over the week or over the year or 
So I, I like to put a year in it because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you only get so many years mm-hmm. <laughs> in life and yeah. it's nice to know that we're coming back to those. Anyway, um, thoughts on that. Yeah. I think one of the reasons that we spend some time discussing slash arguing about how we would phrase it or like this topic here is because it is a pretty fine line to balance what should be part of what you should be containing in your quiet times versus creating this sense of have to in in terms of like I'm failing or mm-hmm. I have to do it to achieve righteousness or salvation mm-hmm. or something along those lines. And it's really easy when you're talking about something that should be part of your life and bridging it into this sense of like value, like something that is going to make you a child or a daughter, yeah. like a son or a daughter of the Lord when it's not that situation. Yeah. What are, what are the dangers of feeling the burden of making sure your devotion contains all these things? Like why, why is it even worth me bringing it up that, Hey, calm down. It's okay. Um, because what, what, what dangers are we trying to prevent by making this disclaimer? I think, um, your motivations are changed. And so if you are trying to do a certain amount of things a certain way, then your motivate your motivation to achieve something, to achieve the standard of Christianity, to achieve something within your relationship with the Lord. Um, and that isn't what God has called us to. That's a, it's a relational thing, not something to accomplish. So perfectionism is mm-hmm. the, that category yep. I call mm-hmm. it. And that's, and we talked about that before we hit record, but perfectionism closely related to perfectionism would be legalism. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, so the way that you were just talking about perfectionism is just a goal to achieve, right? To be either the best or to live up to a standard that you think you need mm-hmm. to live up to. The definition that that I sort of place for legalism is around the same idea, except it's to achieve righteousness mm-hmm. or to to obtain salvation or keep your salvation or keep a certain amount of, a certain amount of holiness, um, thinking that your holiness is tied into if you or if you do not do certain actions or even your salvation, depending on how deep your legalism runs. Yep. My friends. Yeah. And I think that's like a big point. Like your satisfaction is something we're trying to protect in, in this time that you're spending with the Lord. Because if you've, if, you know, we talk about five things here and you accomplish three of them in a time and you have a wonderful time of prayer, but are focused on the two other aspects that you didn't get done in that time, and that's all you're focused on, then you're missing out because that time mm-hmm. of prayer should be satisfying between you and the Lord in that relationship. And we don't want you to come out of this thinking, oh, I've got to do these five things or I should do these five things. And if I don't, that's not a quality devotional time. Yeah. Yeah. I think we sometimes view this as if it's a formula. Like if I pray this much during the week, plus read my Bible this much, then I'm going to grow this much spiritually, or I'm going to be this much better of a Christian. And that's not what we're saying either. And so like we was talking about like our satisfaction and if we see it as a formula and we're not getting out what we want, if we're not feeling a certain way by the end, or we aren't experiencing God in the way that we have in our mind, then we might give up or we might get burnt out. Um, and we're not going to experience the satisfaction that the Lord provides because we see it in the completely wrong light. And what's just fascinating, I'm just, as we're talking about this, I just keep hearing us talking about it's what I, what we, what we are experiencing. And that's not the point of a devotional time. It's about the Lord being with the Lord. And so, I don't know, there's just an interesting perspective. Like, 
a lot of the things that are about me and I tend to not be of the highest value <laughs> in relation to the Lord. And I think this is one of those situations. Yeah, I think in David Math, that's his name, David Mathis, right? In Habits of Grace, he talks about how the end goal um, of these different things that we do in our devotional time is not like not even the goal of sanctification, like the goal is just God himself. And these are things that we do to be in relationship with him and just being with God is the goal. And whenever we make these things achievements or accomplishments, then we're changing the end goal from what it should be. Yeah. And I can't remember if, if David Mathis in Habits of Grace uses this exact illustration. Um, I know I've heard it. It might be from him, but either way, I think he would be okay with this illustration and that's the idea of the, the streams of grace, right? Like mm-hmm. if the goal is standing in the water, because that is God, like being surrounded and filled with God and enjoying him, then the disciplines that we're about to talk about are the means of getting under the water, mm-hmm. right? So if there's like seven streams that all come from the same source, the idea is that you are placing yourself under one of those streams at a time, but it's all the exact same water mm-hmm. and you're using those different disciplines, those different streams to all be in God's grace. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We've alluded to it now. Let's just get right to it. Um, what what should a devotion contain? If if a listener sitting here right now and they're like, I haven't really done devotions. I don't really know what to do. It seems sort of awkward. Um, if they could write a list of the things that they should try and things that would be good and are fruitful and biblical, what are they? Prayer. Yeah. So biblical disciplines, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Spiritual disciplines um, that we referenced habits of grace which is a, a book about the spiritual disciplines, really yeah. nice short book. And prayer would be um, one of the large buckets mm-hmm. that, of, of things to consider. So yes, prayer. What about it? Like what should prayer look like? Or what kind of prayer? Or yeah, mm-hmm. what kind of prayer? What should it look like? Um, what's, why, why does it need to be in there? Um, one of the, I think it's Acts is the, um, oh, what are they called? So it's like, um, I'm forgetting, so I'm just gonna not like, use that. Like the adoration, confession, yeah, oh, there it is. Yeah, adoration, confession, supplication. Yeah. So there's there's this idea of adoration. So like this would be like just reflecting on and praying about the character of the Lord, um, and enjoying that and those truths. Then there's confession, which would be repenting and acknowledging sin in your life and bringing that before the Lord. Thanksgiving would then be like thanking the Lord for things, whether it's blessings in your life or certain situations, stuff like that. And then supplication would be uh, asking. That's if you're asking for things. Yeah. And we're not saying that um, a prayer for your devotion has to have those four things. No. No. You're saying um, your devotion should contain prayer and hey, here's here's Mm -hmm. four types of prayer that are really healthy. Because yeah, sometimes it's kind of confusing when somebody says prayer, especially if you haven't Mm -hmm. done it before. What does that mean? Like, do I talk to him like I'm talking to you guys here on the podcast or yeah. are there other ways? Yeah. Um, prayer is important because it is the God of the universe that has given us unlimited access to him. And it's modeled by Christ who himself was God yet still prayed mm-hmm. to God. Um, and prayer is um, the oldest spiritual discipline in history. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And I say that because it prayer predates scripture. It predates any written form of the word of God. There's always been prayer. There's always been talking to God. And so it is the oldest form of 
of spiritual discipline and devotion to the Lord, because before the word even existed, mankind was speaking to God. And so, yes, your devotion should contain communing with God through prayer, through intercession, which is praying for others, uh, intercession for your behalf, through repentance and confession, mm-hmm. um, through um, praying um, thankfulness and worship and, and all those things that the, the uh, acts analogy or anagram anagram, right? Is that what it is? I can't remember. I think it's an anagram is when the first yeah. letter represents. Yeah. So the acts anagram would, would be a great one um, that region just, if you want to go back, go back like, you know, 45 seconds and listen to that again, listener. I think what prayer is so helpful for also in your devotion time is that it's a time of humbling yourself before the Lord, reminding yourself that whatever you do is not going to be fruitful unless it's the Lord doing it in you. And so I think prayer is a time for us to remember that it is the creator of the universe that we are communing with. And it's a time for us to um, just acknowledge that we need him and all these other disciplines that we're going to talk about. Yeah, good. So prayer, that's easy. Some of these are going to be super obvious. I don't feel like we have to spend a whole bunch of time on them. Um, Listener, if you want to argue with us about why they should be in there, then feel free to get a hold of us, codyr at cdbible.org. Maybe if the show notes are in there now, you can hit the form. I'm not sure. We'll find out. Um, Either way, you know, I'd be glad to send you some scriptures to support this, but we're just Mm -hmm. trying to do a quick overview. So let's keep on going. Prayer, what else? The Bible, read the word. Yep, scripture, Mm -hmm. um, the word of God, um, being in the word, um, Many scriptures behind that, uh, yep. as far as the, you know, uh, Timothy three sixteen, mm-hmm. talking about how the the word of God is it's breathed out by God mm-hmm. and yep. profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in all righteousness. The man of God may be complete, right? Yep. Um, like it is the thing that trains you in righteousness and reproves mm-hmm. you and corrects you and makes you complete for every mm-hmm. good work. So, if you are supposedly a Christian, why wouldn't you be in the word? Yeah, yeah. And with the word, you are reading it, you're meditating on it, and you're memorizing it. Yep. Look at that. So it sounds like two big categories, right? Prayer and Bible. But we've actually said several things. We've, mm-hmm. we've In the prayer category, we've said repentance. We've said worship. We've said, uh, you know, confession in there. We've said praying for others. Mm-hmm. Um, in the scripture readings, we've now said memorization. We've said meditation. We've said reading and studying. Um, so that's like seven already. Yeah. Um, even though we've listed two categories, that, that's like if you're writing a list down right now or keeping track, like you should be writing the smaller ones down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like in reading the scriptures, you could go a chapter at a time. You could go a book at a time. You could follow a reading plan that takes you through some intended goal of the reading plan. You could do a whole Bible reading plan or an overview of the Bible. Like there's tons of different ways to read the word of God too. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say, um, you know, if we're, if we're sticking to strictly what should it contain, Mm -hmm. I probably shouldn't say, um, it should contain intentionality, right? Cause technically what we're trying to get across is just the importance of reading the word. Mm -hmm. But I would say listener that it is quite helpful and quite imperative that you're intentional about reading the word, that you don't just Mm -hmm. flip open and pick a random place, but that you have a set intention on what you're going to read for the day is that absolutely required? No. Will the Lord be faithful to show up through his word? Yes. Um, but you'll certainly be better prepared to receive it if you have a plan about how you're going about it rather than just opening up the pages. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason for that is scripture isn't intended to be read in like, you know, each verse, like the verses weren't originally there. So a verse in isolation is out of context. 
And so that's just why I'm glad Cody mentioned that because when you have intentionality with it, there tends to be some better contact context to what you're reading. Yeah, half the half the books in the Bible were letters. Yep, mm-hmm. it'd be very weird to start reading a letter written by a loved one halfway through it mm-hmm. for no yeah. reason. Good. Um, I feel like that covers a huge chunk of them. Anything mm-hmm. else that it should contain? I think one that's often overlooked is listening. I think that sometimes in our devotional time, we spend all of our time doing and we don't take time to pause and listen to what the Lord yeah. has for us. Good. Let's pair that with meditation because mm-hmm. one of the things that we didn't do very well just a second ago is explain what that one is. Yeah. And that's probably the most confusing for somebody mm-hmm. listening, especially if they weren't with us over the summer when I preached on it. Mm-hmm. So let's pair those together. Meditation and listening. What does that look like? Yeah. So meditation is um, thinking deeply on scripture for the purpose of understanding um, and applying it to your life. And so like maybe thinking a verse over and over, Uh taking it one word at a time, reading it out loud several times Mm -hmm. over and over. um, And yes, so that, yes, go ahead. Keep on. Yeah. And so then listening would be um, like taking time to pause and just let the Lord do a work on your heart. And what I'm not saying is that you're going to audibly hear a voice from God saying, this is how you should apply <laughs> this verse, but the spirit is within you and working and he's going to prompt certain thoughts or things in your heart. That's going to guide you a certain direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason I paired that with meditation is because, um, it, you know, I have found that that is an easy way to begin that practice is I am taking a verse. I am just reflecting on it. I'm going to read it over and over. And sometimes I'm just going to sit right after reading it and just see if anything comes to me from the spirit. Right. And I'm going to be active in my listening. So just like any good old relationship, you can hear and you can listen. And they're two different things. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, for me, uh, you know, I'm not going to get too much in my own personal, but a personal experience is um, there are things early in the morning that start coming to my brain that are not meant for my devotion, right? Uh, work and um, kids and stress and hurt relationships. And so I have to have an active filter as I'm trying to listen of going, nope, not now. Nope, not now. You know, as they pop into my head, like the little distractions, part of listening is an intentional acknowledging that that thought is not what you're supposed to focus on and putting it away, right? Mm -hmm. Taking thoughts captive as scripture calls it. So I want to include that in there too, that it's not just sitting still and letting anything come to you. It's sitting still and specifically filtering what the Lord is bringing to you. And what it also doesn't mean is you have to do this perfectly from day one. Um, This is what we're talking about is very difficult to do. Um, And that's the beauty of sanctification is we get to grow in that together. So, you know, it, yeah, don't hear us saying when we say these should contain these things that it's going to be something that's you're just like master at. But it does get easy. But it does get easier. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called discipline. So you have to discipline yourself to do these things and you're going to grow in it over time. Mm-hmm. Um, what else should your devotions contain? You got, I got, I got one, but I want to see what else we got. Uh, I, I'm interested to see what you guys think about this one. Um, what about journaling? Mm. Um, so journaling I think maybe we'll get into this next week when we're talking about personal things too. But we did get into a few practicals. I would mm-hmm. say journaling is a, and, and come, come at me if I'm wrong or if you want to argue with me, I would say journaling is a tool to help with those yeah. things we've yep. already mentioned. I, I, agree. Don't, I don't know if it in itself is a spiritual discipline. Yeah. No, I, would I can't see it in scripture, how it either. would be supported as a spiritual discipline. I think it's an application yeah, or a tool to yeah, apply some of these other spiritual disciplines. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact is um, many a believer over the course of history has not been able to read or write. And so 
Mm-hmm. It wouldn't make sense that a foundational truth and spiritual discipline and how to put yourself under God's daily graces would be to read and write. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. Um, you know, even at the end of the day, when we say read God's word, we're not actually meaning that the the act of reading it with your eyes is the spiritual thing. We mean, you know, uh, hearing God's word and and intaking it because you you might be blind, mm-hmm. and so hearing it is the way, or you might be deaf and so reading it is the way right like we're not actually saying that the 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 spiritualness mm-hmm. of it is in the reading it's it's really it's in the intaking whatever that mm-hmm. looks like for you um good yeah so I, that's where i'd put journaling i agree anything else here's one a little controversial especially i i consider it con- controversial especially compared to last week's episode but it is a spiritual discipline to be uh with god's people Mm-hmm. Right. Like it is, um, you know, there's three main categories we talk about, um, having, uh, hearing his word, having his ear. So hearing his word would be all the ones related to scripture. Having his ear would be all the ones, uh, related to, uh, prayer. Mm-hmm. But then there's this huge category called, uh, belonging in his body. Right. Yeah. Um, so how do devotions fit in? If, if devotions are supposed to aid us in these spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. how do devotions, which we are innately saying are meant for disconnection and devotion to God, mm-hmm. how do they play in with belonging to his body? I think one thing is that belonging to our body is what spurs us on for devotions. Like thinking about the only time that you are communing with God is Sunday morning. Um, one that puts a lot of pressure on your pastor that he has to give you every single ounce of your spiritual development and that's not his job and so our communion as a as a body on sunday should be fueling our time with the lord throughout the rest of the week and then our time throughout the rest of the week is what fuels us to sit under preaching and in a worship service as a body on sunday mornings and your time with the lord you can then take to those people and you bless them and they can bless you with just new perspectives on the Lord. Cause I mean, he's in, in a well, we can plumb till the end of time, which is never going to come. And so, you know, what Hannah's going to see is going to be different than what I'm going to see. And we can take that come together and just learn more about the Lord in that way. So the foundation of what you're saying Regent, is that we would need to share it with other people. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that would be my argument is that your devotion is not complete if it's contained only within yourself in the body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, because, uh, especially in the college ministry here, we've preached it several times, but we have a sincere belief that holiness is a team sport, right? Mm-hmm. That no man is made holy unto himself, um, that you must belong to the body, right? You must be, um, part of the local congregation, mm-hmm. that that's the instrument that God has so chosen to work amongst the world. And if your devotions are actually godly, mm-hmm. that means that there has to be some aspect of belonging to the body in them, right? Because that is his plan. Yep. Um, his plan is not an individualistic holiness. It is a priesthood of, of holiness, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'd say that you should have it should contain a tangible way to communicate it to other people, what you're learning or what the Lord is taking you through. That sounds difficult, but I actually sort of think it's the most important thing. Um, And for this reason, 
you don't fully understand a teaching or a, a something you've learned until you're able to teach it, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't fully understand a scripture until I'm ready to teach mm-hmm. it. And, and you really don't understand it until you have to teach it to children. And I just want to make that connection of you don't fully comprehend what the Lord is doing in your devotion until maybe you're able to put it into words to share it with someone else. Mm-hmm. And then you can really comprehend what all the Lord has done in that time. And I'm not saying you have to text somebody every day, but I'm saying you have to belong to the body in a way that you have people alongside you that you're able to actually communicate and build one another up with it that way. What this reminds me of is the title of our podcast and our committed confident that what should your um, devotion time contain? It should contain um, centering your life on Christ. It should contain growing confident in the word of God and being committed to discipleship. I think that's that part of belonging to the body is that you are committed to discipleship. And part of that is sharing what the Lord is doing in your life in your devotional time with him. Yeah. And praying for others. Right. Mm-hmm. That would yeah. also be, I mean, that's in that category too. Yeah. That's great. You know, it probably would have been awesome if we had decided to go with the three C's for that too. Yeah, but it would have. Also, maybe it would have been a little too on the nose. Like not everything is going to fit perfect into that, but man, but this it, totally does. Oh yeah. It does. It does sure seem like it though. That's good. Um, I feel like we've hit a lot of them. Yeah, we have. Uh, and that's, there's more most likely, yes. and there's for sure countless ways that you could take like prayer word and discipleship, Yeah, you know, and, well, than what we've talked about. Yeah. But. Things we didn't say. Um, we didn't say what time it should happen. Mm-hmm. We didn't say how long it should be. Mm-hmm. We didn't say what translation of the Bible you should read. We didn't say if there should be music in the background or not. We didn't say that you even have to do it alone. Right. Um, Part of that is uh, there can be other people in the room if you need, like, you know, husband and wives do it a lot, but you can have a roommate in college that's just sort of in the room with you. But um, Regent had that story last week about that. Um, and there's a reason why we didn't say them because what we're implying is that those are actually important. You know, like yeah. your, your devotion doesn't have to contain music or no music or morning or evening or things like that. So, um, anything else to add as we're wrapping up this episode at like 20 some minutes? I think that's great. Cool. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to uh, myself, Cody R at cdbible.org at some point. The podcast is going to update in the show notes with a link. You can click and submit questions as well. It might already be up there. It may not. Who knows? You can check it. But either way, you can definitely get a hold of us by emailing me. Um, We're going to continue next week talking about our own personal devotions. The whole goal of that is hopefully it will just put some uh, feet to the ground on ways Mm -hmm. that you can take some of these and incorporate them into your own devotions. Um, Thank you so much for listening to the end of this podcast. If you're available, we'd love to see you on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. at Quorum Deo for our Thursday night gatherings, Quorum Deo College, or stop by on Sunday mornings at Quorum Deo Bible Church. We'd love to meet you out in the lobby. Come find me. Um, I think that's it. So, uh, like I said, thank you. Just know we uh, love you. We're praying for you. And we'll see you next time.